You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what is up? <sighs> Just getting ready to leave, to come to where some loyal listeners may be. But, uh, you know, getting ready to leave for three, four days. Um, yeah, coming to Cincinnati. You're off to Cincinnati. It's always it's always a, a fun time, and hope you hopefully you enjoy your stay this weekend. We can't wait to hear about it, and then your blue ice cream experience. Uh, By the way, my fiance is one of those people that very much listens and does so much yeah. over prep for everything. So she's watched mm-hmm. a thousand Kings Island videos, and I'm like, dude, it's like an amusement park. I don't know, but I came down and I was like, hey, did you ever hear this blue ice cream? She's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just found out about it. Uh, I guess we gotta get blue ice cream. You have to get it. And we have to hear about it on the next podcast, you know, how you liked it. And I'll be completely honest with you. I've never had the blue ice cream. Everybody hypes it up. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to get the blue ice cream. And I'm like, never had it. But I know it's really popular at Kings Island. So get the blue ice cream. I can't wait to hear about it. And we'll get the full breakdown next Tuesday on the podcast. But that's going to be a lot of fun, you know, safe travels as you head to Cincinnati this weekend. You know, the Bengals, they continue that offseason program. I will say one of my favorite things today, and I'm sure you saw it on social media, the Twitter account went to some of the mentions and just called them all out. The Bengals, yeah, system, yeah. That, was, that was probably my favorite part of today. They did a good job. The, they did. I, uh, plenty of them I've smiled about. I know. I mean, there was there was a, a, every single day. If you ever look at the comment section on their Twitter post, it's it's all other teams. So today was really they had fun with it. And um, I thought they did a really great job. But the Bengals continue their offseason program workouts. They're out there doing their thing. No Tyler Boyd or Jonah Williams yet. yet. And Tyler Boyd, I feel like he'll be there for the mandatory camp in a couple weeks. Uh, but that isn't too surprising for me that he's he's not there right now. What about you? Yeah. Um, still not mandatory, but most most people are there. So. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> well, I know we're going to talk about some people that are there and they, they may or may not look better than we expect. We will get to all of that fun hype of uh, off-season workouts in just a moment, even though we did just talk about it. But there's some other players making some clips today as we record. You know, we're just going to let you know that you're going to hear this podcast on a Friday. We were recording on a Wednesday. So if there's any breaking news between now and then, uh, we apologize in advance. But yeah, when it comes to their programs, Jonah Williams, as Albert Breer mentioned about a month ago, it really sounds like Jonah is going to be back for the mandatory camp that the team will have uh, later in June. But Tyler Boyd, I still have a feeling he'll be back there. And and 
we've already talked about it enough, but it just feels like this is going to be Tyler Boyd's last season in Cincinnati. And, and I, I don't think that impacts too much, but you know, it could be a thought for Tyler Boyd right now. Yeah. Um, he's just you know, such a vet that <laughs> most of us, he could be there. He could not be there. In my opinion, it'd be just like, yeah, yeah. It, it's been years. You know? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not too worried either way. I mean, I guess it would be nice if he was there and then you get all the team opportunities, photos and whatnot, but I don't think this really affects anything. Yeah, I would say I'm just extremely impressed that T. Higgins is there. Out of all the yeah. wide receivers that could be there, T. Higgins being there when he doesn't have to be. And even Darren Simmons has said before, this is like nine free practices that they're getting with the team. So taking advantage of that with the offense, you getting the rookies out there, I feel like it's extremely helpful and with this offensive line because – as we get closer to preseason, we're going to be doing that podcast where it's do they play their starters for a whole quarter? Do they play them for a whole half? And getting these reps right now is extremely important. I mean, everybody remembers training camp last year and Joe Burrow was out with his surgery, unfortunately. And it was getting a little scary when Joe was on the cart for a little while thinking, is Joe going to be practicing soon? And uh, you could say it impacted week one. So I feel like all of this stuff is extremely important for a team that has uh, made their way to the AFC Championship and back to back years but speaking of the offseason program offensive line I'm gonna start with Lyle Collins because training camp last year his first time with the Cincinnati Bengals even during regular season when it was practice time Zach Taylor's really good at limiting their practices if he feels like you know what this guy's gonna come one day a week he's gonna watch on the sidelines we know he's gonna be ready for Sunday but Lyle was battling a back injury and then everybody knows on Christmas Eve he was injured uh brutal ACL injury for him but seeing a clip of him today when he's just a few months out of the ACL surgery and to be moving and moving around just fine, him sharing that clip. That's my favorite thing is when players share their workout clips and he seemed optimistic. I know some of the Twitter doctors, people who are professionals in the medical department, they were pretty impressed with what he was doing, but I think overall they agreed not going to be a week one guy or anything like that. Maybe it's a pup list for him and you see him halfway through the season as a depth piece or Maybe he's a rotational guy at your right tackle position. Uh, but right now, I, I'm optimistic that Lyle Collins is available on the field, not not to play right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so normally I don't care, but that he did look a lot better than I expected. I mean, he looked almost better, you know, in that short clip moving than he might have last year. But uh, the real issue last year – wasn't knee related. It was the back thing. Can he sustain all that other stuff? We're not going to find that out. Uh, it does look like he's moving better than we expect. And that's great. I think that leans itself to maybe a quicker recovery than we are anticipating. So maybe not midway through the year, maybe it'll still be early year. Will it be week one? I think most people are skeptical of that because we're still five months out and the season will start eight nine months out somewhere around there and that would be pushing it a little bit i think that is similar to what burrow did because nine months is usually the recovery window where you won't re-injure yourself but ah oh man i think the offensive line using that knee is so much force and so often compared to the quarterback where a lot of that is you hopefully aren't going to take too many shots to your knee especially Burrow was his plant leg, not his drive leg. 
So he just had to make sure to keep his plant legs safe. And every time he ended up taking a shot there or something, it's like, oh, but when you're an offensive lineman, you can't really avoid that stuff too much. You're going to have to be heavy contact with that knee, um, a lot of force with that knee. So I think that's what you'd be worried about starting week one type stuff. I, Cause I do see the hype about that. Maybe calm it down a tiny bit, but I don't think this is one of those, Ooh, you know, he's slimmed down. This is the best shape of his life thing. I was like, Oh, this is kind of legit. Like he's, he's out there moving a lot better than I expected. And it doesn't look like he's really being dragged down too much by his injuries. So like I said, I don't see it week one, but I mean, watching the video and maybe I'm buying the hype too much. I'm like yeah. week four, you know, like week five. I don't, I don't think that's unrealistic. That'll be 10, maybe 11 months out from the injury, not even the surgery. So I guess maybe that is a little, <laughs> a little bit, but it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic about it. And, you know, just overall with the right tackle position, there were conversations when I know how everyone feels about the price tag of Jonah Williams, but he feels like he isn't going anywhere. Um, he, he will be a part of this roster. And right now, Jackson Carmen getting those first team reps at right tackle. And, and that's good for Jackson Carmen. Um, I know there's a lot of hype surrounding Jackson Carmen when it comes to the offseason program, when it comes to the cliche things you hear about a football player when they're in the best shape of their life. They look great out there. Well, maybe there's a possibility that Jackson Carmen will be the right tackle. Um, I, I'm optimistic. And, and for the Lyle Collins situation, you know, he has a little bit of a price tag, too, when it's questionable and he may or may not be the starter when he is healthy. Um, is he going to be more of a depth piece? I think the Cincinnati Bengals, they budgeted. They know how much Lyle Collins was going to be going into the season. Same thing for Jonah Williams. Yes, they didn't have Orlando Brown in the books when all of those decisions were happening with the contracts of Lyle and Jonah Williams. But overall, I think that they know what ended their season over the last two years. It's still crazy to think what offensive line they had in the Super Bowl. And the same thing for the AFC championship game. People are hard on the Bengals offensive line. I saw Dan Orlowski retweet a clip today. And, and look, Dan has always been really good at Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So I don't want to hammer him too much. But his thing was, you know, the Bills and the Jets have the best chance to beat the Chiefs this year. Uh, and the thing is, the Bengals played them in regular season. And I thought, well, that's kind of questionable not to add Cincinnati since they do have a three and one record with them. But he said he added, yeah, Cincinnati is there too. But he's like, I still have questions about the right tackle position. And for me, that doesn't say for me, you can, I would agree. The right tackle position is a question mark, but overall, I wouldn't say I would think the offensive line last year that they had pretty much the majority of the season was good enough to beat the chiefs. And I would say it's upgraded right now. The whole thing was nonsense. You're yawning when you did it right on cue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the off season has lasted too long. If we are putting the Jets, who didn't make the playoffs, who added a quarterback who's 38 years old, and you're hoping is playing at that level, who has never beaten the Chiefs, as far as I know, this these Patrick Mahomes Chiefs, and especially hasn't done the playoffs, and I know that because I haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the Bengals because of I'm questioning the safeties and the right tackle a little bit. I have enough issues with the Bills in that discussion. The Jets one is just crazy to me. Like, how are you so far on the Jet? Like, there's 
how are there not questions with the Jets? Uh, you're looking at a team, their offensive line's got a lot of questions. Mekhi Becton, is he even going to play right tackle? Is he going to try to play right tackle at all? Is, you know, Lakin Tomlinson going to play at his 49ers level? Or is he going to play similar to where he was last year? And all these other issues with them, and not just that, but, you know, good regular season defense doesn't always translate to being a good defense that can hold the Chiefs down. Uh, so I'm just going to ignore all that because I think that was one of the craziest parts of that. But the Bills, we don't have any questions about the Bills beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Something we've never seen. The only team that has beat the Chiefs in the playoffs are, well, there's two. One of them still put together. The other one's not. One is the, what, 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2021? Yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's Buccaneers. And then the Bengals, and that's it. And that's it. Well, I guess Tom Brady and the Patriots years years ago, but in the past, you know, a couple years since uh, Arrowhead has been basically the home of the AFC Championship game, it's only been the Bengals. The Bills didn't beat them, and the Bills were at home for that game when they lost in the last thirteen seconds. I think. Hopefully, uh, but you know they they didn't beat them there. They haven't. They've beaten them in the regular season. I'll give them that. I just I personally think the playoffs are a different beast altogether. Mm-hmm. You're really putting together game plans. Nothing held back for one opponent. Sudden death. It, every game's a game seven. Regular season. Regular season. You know you can drop that game and live, but you can't drop a playoff game and continue on. Obviously, so I think teams empty the bag a little bit more. And we saw that with uh, the Bengals in the second half of the AFC Championship game when they went to the Super Bowl. And I think they were both throwing everything they had last year in that AFC Championship game. I just – I don't think a right tackle safety combination question would be enough to completely move me – move them down an entire tier. As the only team that we've seen beat this Chiefs team, and then you're going to say, ah, you know, they're, they're, they're near there. What with the dolphins or like yeah. where where is the line? Are they like yeah you know they're like with the Chargers and with the ability to beat the Chiefs like it's just ridiculous. But I am choosing not to interact too much on Twitter. I already took the bait. You did. Um, I did too. Yeah, I took the bait on one thing, and then it's like okay, not not everything needs a reaction. Sometimes you allow people to expel their hot gas you kind of say to yourself that's stupid and move on. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. We're at the point of the off season where honestly, we're just getting started on those takes because we're going to hear it next week on another show. It could be Fox. It's going to be every week, another hot take. And, and the jets seem to be the hot popular pick. Maybe they won the off season when it comes to national media. They're the darlings right now. Um, look, I like their defense, but overall I would still say there are question marks. And I said, and this might be a hot take. I, I feel like the Buffalo bills are still the favorite to win their division. Absolutely. Um, I don't even have the Jets number two. I think the Dolphins are better. Nobody's talking about the Dolphins. They're better than they were last year. And they're, yeah. they're pretty good last year. I love the Vic Fangio move, adding Jalen Ramsey to that team. The offense, I don't think they lost anybody. Uh, you know, you just they add, you know, David H.A. in the draft. Not that I think that matters too much, but uh, they lost Mike Gesicki. Sorry, I'm going to get hammered for not mentioning that. Oh, you better. My thoughts on Mike Kosicki are different than a lot of people's. I think he's fine. I think he's really fun. I don't think he's an elite tight end. Um, But, yeah, I 
I don't know why the Jets have moved ahead of the Dolphins, and it kind of reminds me. I mentioned this one place last last year. It, the Jets right now remind me a little bit of what people were talking about with the Broncos last year, where it's like they had a Russell Wilson, and look at how good that defense was last year. And, and it's like, well, Russell Wilson is a thirty-something-year-old quarterback who was injured last year, and he didn't look great his last year before the injury. So could you get something similar? Will it be as bad? Probably not. I think that was a once in a once in a blue moon thing where Russell Wilson turned completely into a pumpkin. But will he be Aaron Rodgers? I don't mean to just be hot takey show, but I don't think we should also just say like, yeah, he'll be prime Rodgers. He just wasn't engaged last year, you know, that he didn't love the team last year. Now he's going to be really happy, you know, with Brees Hall and Garrett Williams and yada yada. So Nathaniel Hackett, big part of both teams too. So there's a big connection. I love the hype. Keep all the focus on other teams. Let the Bengals secret. They have like, does the other part, because you mentioned all the hype. They both have like four primetime games in the first four weeks. <laughs> so yeah. if yeah. they're not good, we're going to be sick of it by week three. Just it's like, like the Denver the Broncos, Broncos last year. Just like the Denver Broncos. And honestly, I said it. The AFC West last year hype reminds me so much of the AFC, AFC East this year. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that the AFC West was better so they would give the, the Kansas City Chiefs some competition. But Kansas City owns that division. I know Justin Herbert's in there too, but it's just – it's theirs every year. Um, they're – Try to make them an underdog. It'll never work. Uh, but yeah, I'm not buying the AFC East, and maybe that'll come back and bite me. And three teams will make the playoffs. But uh, that's where I'm at right now. Go ahead and hype up other teams. Let Cincinnati just quietly get there. Uh, but next, we'll go ahead and get to your Twitter questions. Thank you so much for sending them. You can follow along Bengals underscore Sands at LNDS Patterson on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. 